going to uh, celebrate a baptism this morning, so uh, direct your attention to the tub. I hope, are we on? We're on. Good morning, Harmony. Good morning, Harmony. Too much wild partying over the Christmas season, huh? You can't hear me. Now this, no, it's, it's battery. I think I should be okay. Am I on finally? There we go. There. Good morning, Harmony. Yes, much better. Glad you're all here today. Uh, one of the assignments that the Lord Jesus left with his church was to have certain ceremonial moments, ordinances, some churches call them sacraments, but things that are important as markers in the life of the disciples. One of the most important ones is baptism, which we're celebrating today. Jesus said, go into the world, make disciples, baptizing them. Teach them to observe everything that I have taught you. But one of the marks is to baptize them as his followers. And so people who mark themselves as followers of Jesus do so in the waters of baptism. I often like to um, describe it as uh, signing up, if you will. When you think about the foreign lands where the gospel is not welcome, uh, places where there's hostility toward Christianity, if you're going to a Bible study or you're talking about Jesus or you think you're starting to believe in him, they may tolerate that, but the moment you get baptized is when real opposition breaks out because it's understood that is signing up for his kingdom purpose. It's a marker. It's like putting on a uniform. That's the way I like to describe it, that I belong to Jesus and I'm in his service. And from that moment on, uh, some people account, oh, you're serious about this. And that's when opposition starts. Not so much in America, although I think probably a lot of fading in churches today. So I'm grateful this morning. I don't know about you. This is the end of the year. We're looking at a new year. I'm grateful that Harmony is still baptizing people, bringing people into uh, the family, and also joining the church. And uh, we wanted to have one more, uh, not for tax benefit at the end of the year, one more baptism for the sake of a sister that wants to be counted as part of this fellowship. Because in the new year, starting next week, we're going to welcome in a cluster of new members at Harmony once again. So that's kind of a fun thing, and we ought to be praising God and celebrating. Yes. You're allowed to do that in this church. I don't know where you've come from, but you're allowed to applaud. 
There are some churches that actually taught you shouldn't. And uh, I always have trouble with things like that because the Old Testament says, clap your hands, all you people. And to me, Bible always trumps church practice or theology. The Bible always trumps it. So give God a, a praise clap offering, why don't you? Sorry to make you wait. I want to introduce you to Carol McNamara. She wants to be marked in the waters of baptism today. And her sister Lori has already been part of our fellowship, and I think you know her, Lori. Wave. And her husband's here right there. We're glad you're here. And uh, she didn't want to be outdone by her sister. No, there was more to it than that. So... Carol, tell everyone how you came to faith in the Lord Jesus, just what you told me. Yeah, um, basically growing up, um, my mother would always uh, have um, religious shows, especially Billy Graham. Yes. <laughs> on, and my sister and I and my mother would watch, and I uh, really took that to heart ever since I was small, and so I've never, I can't remember a time where I didn't believe, so... So you did invite Jesus into your life as your Savior. Yes. Yes. At, at a young age. At yeah. a young age. And my wife did also at four years old, and it took. In my <laughs> case, it didn't, and I had to get it finally when I was 21. And I came to Christ through the same ministry, Billy Graham. So we're sister and brother in Christ, and we're also sister and brother in the same spiritual father family, which <laughs> yeah. is kind of exciting to me. It's your desire to be marked as a follower of Jesus today, is that correct? Yes. All right. And because of your profession of faith, I need to ask you just a couple of questions. Are you here of your own free will, free will today to be marked in these waters of baptism? Yes. Is it your desire to follow the Lord Jesus for the rest of your days? Yes. Okay. And are you trusting in what he has done for you and his finished work on the cross for your eternal salvation? Yes. Carol, because of your trust in the Lord Jesus, it's my privilege today to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. As the worship team comes, uh, let's pray. Can we pray together? Lord, we do celebrate your good news, your gospel that does change people's lives. Sometimes, God, we, we find Christ at a young age. Sometimes the realization of what all that means comes later. Others get it right from the beginning. Some of us have wandered in the world, and then finally your grace has uh, captured us. We're grateful, and we pray for Carol. We pray that, Lord, your grace would be sufficient, continuing her growth in the Savior, and that her places of service would be blessed and she would be encouraged, and that we as a congregation might continue to learn how to support her and receive her ministry from the giftings she has, and that we would love one another and grow in that grace that you provide to your church. Thank you, God, for keeping your church alive in desperate days. We feel like we're living in more and more desperate days. We are grateful that there are glimpses of life from above. We praise you for that and ask that you would continue to pour it out. Without you, we can accomplish nothing, but with you, all things are possible. We ask for your help here, and we worship you today. Lord Jesus, thank you for being our Savior in your great name. 
And all of God's people said, Amen. Amen. That was awesome. Um, we were praying this morning and uh, kind of talking about baptism and making that public stance, that public proclamation and having that kind of boldness and then also approaching God with that boldness because of who we are in him. And uh, Caitlin, I'll, you moved me this morning when you prayed because you were praying like a lot of times we don't approach God boldly. We approach, we don't even approach because we're like, oh, I'm this, I'm that. I've got this baggage. I've got that baggage. I've got, you know, this thing that I'm hiding. I want to keep this for me and have this for you. So kind of ignorant of the fact that he is well aware of all that we have going on. <laughs> he is fully in control of all that is going on. So uh, we're going to sing a song called Boldly I Approach. Uh, I thought it was appropriate uh, considering the baptism and considering the fact that in Christ we can boldly approach the throne of God. And uh, first a reading from Galatians 3, starting in verse 26. For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For all of you who are baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free man. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's descendants, heirs according to promise. It's good to be an heir. It really is. Stand with us as we sing. By grace alone, somehow I stand where even angels feel. To tread, invited by redeeming love before the throne of God above, He pulls me close with nail scarred hands into His everlasting arms. to the 
the bright and risen sun More beauty than this world has known I'm face to face with love himself His perfect spotless righteousness A thousand years A thousand tongues Are not enough to sing His praise Holy I approach Your throne Blameless now I'm running home By Your blood I come Welcomed as Your own Into the arms of majesty Holy I approach Holy
Romans 5.8 But God demonstrates his own love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Amen. I see his wounds, 
His hands, His feet, my Savior on that cursed tree. His body bound and drenched in tears, they laid Him down in Joseph's tomb. By heavy stone, Messiah still and all alone. Oh, praise the name of the Lord our God.
Amen. You may be seated. Kingdom kids, did y'all remember to wear your jammies? Yeah, man, you are dismissed. As they go, Pastor Derek is going to come and uh, lead us in prayer. And the ushers can come on down. Wow, the truth that we've been declaring. The choices we have had. I will worship. Will I? Will I? A life of worship. Singing is part of it. Praising is part of it. Living is part of it. We sung that just as he left the grave behind, so will I. The symbols that we see around us this morning, baptism, communion, both speak of death. They both speak of resurrection. We will leave the grave behind. I'm not supposed to be preaching this morning, so I better (laughs) shut up. But let's celebrate, let's praise God, let's worship him, and let's pray together. Lord, this is truth. It is not myth, it is not make-believe, it is not lies, it is not made up. You have established this creation. You are the God of creation. A hundred billion galaxies. Our minds can't take that in. But Lord, we just receive it with praise and thanks. Say, Lord, you are great. But Lord, you didn't stay up there in heaven creating. You came down to earth to sort us out when we didn't deserve it. To die our death. So thank you this morning that we can sing these words of truth. Thank you that we can... We can applaud when we see someone declaring through baptism that they're going to live for Jesus. Lord, thank you that shortly we can take part and take a piece of bread and a a little bit of wine and say, Lord, you died for us and we live in your death and your resurrection. Thank you that you have raised us up. Thank you that Jesus, just as you have left death behind, death has no hold on us because it had that hold on you for a short time. And you have taken our death. You've paid our debt. This morning we celebrate. We say thank you, Lord. There's so much more we could, could, could say because, Lord, there's so much richness to all the truth that there is in knowing you. But this morning we say we will worship. We will adore you. We will praise you. We will live our lives to you. Lord, receive our thanks. Receive our praise and worship. And as the plates come round, Lord, receive our gifts of, of, of money as we give them now. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Thanks, Derek, and good morning. Um, We welcome you. We're glad you're here. And uh, if you're a guest with us, we would invite you to fill out the card in the pouch in front of you and tell us a little bit about yourself. And you can give it to one of these fellas or uh, on the way out, there is a wooden box with a slot. You can drop it in there. Uh, just one quick announcement. Uh, there's going to be a Celebration of Life service uh, for Pastor Bob Eckler on January 4th, 2020 at 2 p.m. at Fishkill Baptist Church. Uh, our condolences to uh, June and Betty as uh, Bob passed away. Uh, so if anybody wants to go there, it is January 4th, 2 p.m., Fishkill Baptist. Uh, see your bulletin for additional and more detailed announcements. Pastor Dennis, I believe you have the floor. I believe you, sir. Thank you. Good morning. morning. 
Uh, I have the assignment of uh, leading us to the Lord's table. But as we talked uh, this week uh, in anticipation of this morning's worship service, uh, it occurred to us that on this day, on this Lord's Day, the church gathered here is doing the very two things that Jesus said, be careful to do this. And we get to do them both today. And that's so awesome. We don't often get to uh, witness uh, one among us following the Lord Jesus Christ in baptism, making that public declaration of faith, and then coming together around the Lord's table to reaffirm uh, that decision that so many of us have made. I was thinking this morning, as I always do, whenever I witness somebody being baptized, I was thinking back to that day when, as a young boy, I went into the baptistry. I told you a few months ago my nickname was Shorty. I'd give anything to still have that nickname, tell you the truth. (laughs) Much as I hated it back then. But uh, it was 50 years ago that I was baptized. Pastor called me Shorty in the baptistry. I don't know if that's officially baptized or not. If I was baptized by the... You want to do it again? Do it again? What, what hinders me from being... Uh, what, what, what is hindering you, by the way, from being baptized if you haven't been? Um, if you're like me, this last week you spent some time with family. How many of you spent some time with family this last week over the last several days? How many of you... Um, completely unrelated to that question, how many of you feel exhausted today? (laughs) Physically exhausted? We have been in overdrive since before Thanksgiving, right? In every way that you can imagine, at home, at work, here at church, we've been in overdrive. And um, there's still a little bit more ahead for some of us. You've still got some things planned, uh, special to the season. And... uh, It's still exciting, but I think we're all starting to stumble to the finish line a little bit. Don't you feel that way? And so we thought this morning, before we come to the Lord's table, before we come to communion, this would be a good time to hear from you. And we're going to take a few minutes, as we sometimes do on Sundays where we celebrate communion together, to give uh, members of the body an opportunity to speak. And uh, we... um, are hopeful that some of you will uh, stand and share with us some way in which God has been reaching in. Uh, Pastor John has used a few phrases over the last months um, and and years. Uh, uh, A number of of you have been talking about it too. There's a new moving of the Spirit of God that many of us are sensing here, and uh, we're beginning to feel brushed up against by God's Spirit. And uh, maybe one or another of you would share how God's Spirit has been moving in your life. We've been talking about um, the, uh, the threefold thrust of upward, inward, outward. And maybe you've been thinking about how God has been drawing you upward or uh, pressing on you inward or helping you to think and move outwardly. Maybe you'll talk about that. Now, I'll admit on behalf of the other pastors, that whenever we do this, we get a little anxious. Because um, we are taking our hands off the wheel. Right, Pastor John? And 
And uh, we're saying we don't know what's going to happen in the next few minutes. We don't know who will speak or what you will say. And um, uh, we're a a little bit anxious. I am a little bit anxious because I'm the one that's supposed to be um, facilitating this. So, you know, my job might be on the line here. I I serve at the pleasure. I serve at the pleasure of the risen Lord. Uh, so I wonder uh, who will be second. Who would like to speak second? Since it's so hard to be the first one to speak, just assume that I've already done it. And here comes, here comes Brother Gene. And we have a handheld microphone. If you don't want to come to the podium, but please use the microphone because, as someone who listens to the podcast can attest, everybody, even those who are here and those who will listen later, want to hear what you have to say. So. Uh, Brother Gene's going to start. I've been reading, uh, in small groups, reading Francis Chan's book. And um, the basis of the book is Acts 2.42, which says they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. And um, I don't think we're going to hear from an apostle today, but... um, the rest, we're going to hear teaching God's word, and we've had fellowship, uh, and we're going to do the breaking of the bread, and uh, we've already prayed. Uh, the thing that, if you read the book, the thing about Francis Chan's book is that it's very convicting, isn't it? <clears throat> it's like uh, we're going to break communion, breaking of bread, and it's not supposed to be just you know, time to make the donuts again kind of thing. It's supposed to be from our hearts. Uh, Jesus died and rose again, and that's what we celebrate. And if I didn't get anything else out of the book, I definitely got out of the book so far that um, this is a sacred and precious time as the body of Christ meets together and we worship God by remembering and praising him for what he's done. So that's what I want to do. Excellent. Yes, we have someone ready. Uh, there's a microphone right there. You want to come to the front? Come, come, come to the front, please. And uh, so, so that there's no dead time on the podcast, um, be ready. Uh, if, you're, if you think that you're being prodded by the Spirit of God to speak, be ready as soon as the next person stops. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. I'm Carol Van Amberg, and I'm so blessed with this church. We've been looking for a church for a very long time. I started coming to the food pantry. I met wonderful people, and Roberta and David became friends. And I decided one day just to get up, bring my husband, bring my grandkids. We started coming to church, and I picked we. Picking up the Bibles. I have Bibles in my end table drawers. I'm picking up the Bible. We're reading Bible study, the youth group for the kids. It's been wonderful, and everybody's just so wonderful. And I just want to thank everybody. And I feel so close to God. (laughs) And last week I couldn't be here, and I felt like I was being pulled because I had to go see my stepson, but it was for a good reason, but I just felt like I needed to be here, and I couldn't be here. But I just want to thank everybody. He's also wonderful. This is our family. Amen. 
Woo! Way to go. Who's next? Comes Brother Steve, one of our elders. That's for the podcast, because you can all see that. Short as I am, you can see me, yes. Um, I, I, I was just thinking that this year started for me with a slow and steady decline of my business. Um, I tried everything I could do on my own to make it happen, to make it better, and it slowly and slowly and slowly, month by month, went to the point where it got kind of desperate, and we didn't know how we were going to continue. Then I brought it uh, to our small group, and we prayed about it, and I brought it to the prayer meeting here, and we prayed about it, and I brought it to my fellow elders and pastors, and we prayed about it. And then one morning I was having my uh, quiet time with the Lord, and I thought, all I do as an elder, or one of the things I do as an elder, is tell people, trust God, surrender it to him. And I heard this little voice say, what about you? So I decided, all right, Lord, it makes absolutely no sense to do this. Um, I was approached a few months ago with an opportunity to move the business physically to another location, which would be better in the long run, something I've been looking for, but my human intellect said, this is impossible, it's a stupid move. I had fellow businessmen tell me, it's a stupid move, don't do it when you're on a decline. But because of the prayer and the trust, I decided, Lord, I'm going to do this. And as soon as I made that commitment, I had this sudden peace come over me. And the very next week, the phone started ringing. I started getting new business from new clients. People who have been sending me work were sending me more work. Say it's timing. Say it's coincidence. It's the Lord at work, and I give him all the glory. Thank you, Steve. What was it Pastor John said last Sunday? When a man's steps are pleasing to the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. And God can make your business uh, prosperous when you are pleasing to him. Who's next? Yes, uh, Carolyn. And be ready. Be ready. You're going to be up. I've been reading through the Bible in a year. I'm on December the 29th. Yay! And... I'm in Revelation. It's awesome. I don't understand it all. I'm not even going to go there with beasts and whatever. But I know the end of the story. I know who is victorious. The one we've been singing about this morning, about being resurrected with him, having new life, being in heaven. It's all there. Jesus is victorious. He's our savior. He's the one who was raised from the dead. Go for it. Read the Bible in a year. If I can do it, so can you. Here comes, here, thank you, Carolyn. Here comes Ben. You guys know my story with the heart attack and the whole thing where God put me in this place of surrender where I had no choice. But to say, surrender is kind of a cool word, but the harder part about surrender is what happens afterwards, because God requires something of you. Um, I'd been praying about it. I said, God, what do you want me to do? You, you, somehow you saved my life. You kept me here. What is it you want? And he puts this idea in my head, and I go, no, nah, I don't want that. That's, that's, not, that's not happening. And it, that, yeah, what else you got? <laughs> what else you got? 
And it keeps coming back and it won't go away. And I'm like, nah, it can't be because I'm not the guy to do this. This is not what I'm supposed to be doing. Well, it won't go away. So after uh, I uh, finally said, okay, I said I surrender, so I surrender. And I came and had a meeting with Pastor John and the other pastors. Tomorrow morning, uh, I start school, um, going for a bachelor's degree in biblical studies with a concentration on a worship pastor. Um, yeah, Katie. Yeah, Katie. Because I, I, and I told my wife yesterday, I said, there is, I have no confidence in myself that I can do this. Um, it's, been it's been 117 years since I've been in school. <laughs> and uh, I am terrified. But it's going to be fun. Um, I'm uh, excited about learning and getting deeper into God's Word. So uh, if you're going to say, I surrender, you better be ready for what comes afterwards. Who's, yes, come on up. This is a fun place to be, isn't it? And maybe Pastor John's going to say, let's do this more often. What do you think? Yeah. Angela. I will, try, I will try to be brief because I just feel like it's been an awesome Lord for me in so many... Uh, awesome it has, been, it has been an awesome Lord. It's been an awesome year for me in the Lord and for so many reasons. And again, I'll try to be concise, but just being a part of this fellowship it means so much to me and to Steve. But so I, I feel like I've had so much greater awareness even in this year of the Lord's presence and f coming from so many directions. Um, being a part of this body, I am so truly grateful for the wonderful pastor teachers who we have in this church, and I'm so blessed by every message that I hear here. Um, for our prayer meeting gatherings, um, I said to Steve coming to church this morning, you know, I'm pretty sure we'll probably do prayer meeting next week, and I know we had to miss one due to weather, and I said, oh, I'm so excited, and I said, I'm so excited about feeling excited to come to prayer meeting. I've been in church for a long time, in, in uh, the church environment for a long time, though not all here, and I just feel excited to be a part of God's people in prayer. Um, but just an awareness, as I said, of the Lord's presence. I've had the additional tool. If you don't, if you have never used a daily devotional, that can be an incredible blessing in your life. And the one I've used this year um, focuses on the presence of God for 365 days. And I've said, thank you, Lord, for gifting this man with the ability to talk about your presence, just that topic of God's presence. And so what I want to say and try to impress upon you Folks, if you have let the Lord Jesus into your heart, if you are truly a believer, don't forget that God is present in our lives every day. And I know it's hard at different stages. When I was a young mom, it was hard to make time to be in the Word, and it was hard to get to a prayer meeting with kids at home. And I understand, but whatever stage of life you're in, whatever your walk is, just remember that God is with you all the time, and there are so many ways to see him. And the older I get, the more I appreciate that. And this year I've had some medical things worked up, and I think I'm okay. Um, I want to trust that. But it's also made me that much more aware day to day of our mortality. None of us know at any stage of life whether we have the next breath. And I don't want to waste it. And so I want, I want to leave that with you too. Don't waste your days. However you spend them, life can be hectic, and some of it we just can't help. But just focus on the Lord at some point in every day, focus on the Lord and what he has for you to do, whether it is raising your kids, doing your job well, whatever it is, work in the community, do it for the glory of God.
I'm going to ask the people who are going to serve, uh, help us serve communion, if you would also make your way to the front here in the next, the next time. Thank you. I don't usually do this, so bear with me. Um, I see so much happening here, and the coolest part about that is I'm 215 miles away most of the time. I'm up in school near Harrisburg. Everything's happening here. Every time I come back, it's like something special happens, like just especially for me, because I've come home, or at least that's how it seems to me. Maybe it's happening every Sunday. I don't know. But it's just so cool. I feel it all the way over there, and I'm not even here. It's like God's everywhere. And um, just like, um, it's no secret that school is hard for me in particular, and this body of people just welcomes me home every time I come back and just makes me feel like this is exactly where I belong. So thank you. Hi. Um, I like Jean. I'm trying to remember everything that I want to say and be coherent, which is hard because my daughter is just up here, not like emotional. Okay. Um, okay, so like Jean, I started the Francis Chan Bible study this summer. Um, what is it even called? I have no idea. Letters to the Church, yes. And um, as a result, um, I've been focusing on simplifying things um, like I don't need these great huge amazing Bethmore Bible studies for those of you who used to be in a Bethmore Bible studies but I can read the word of God and um, something that uh, just the Bible oh, imagine that just opening the Bible and not having something else tell you what to read and how to read it and um, so I was listening to some more podcasts by Francis Chan and um, just about being intentional in everything that we do. Um, I'm also reading, I got it for a quarter at a Bible, at a bookstore, um, uh, In the Shadow of the Almighty by Elizabeth Elliot. Um, and this man who had such a desire to tell people about Jesus, I want that. And it's like, how did this man, you know, he's just a man, right? But how did he just, he just wanted so badly to tell people about Jesus. So between Francis Chan and the Elizabeth Elliot's husband's book, um, I just find, especially at school, things are just coming out of me. And that's got to be the Holy Spirit with kids. And I'm just, you know, boom, it's coming out here. And I'm like, whoa, where did that come from, you know? And granted, I teach in a Christian school, so I can do that. But I find even when I'm out at Kohl's, I'm just, things are just coming out of me. So I want to encourage you, just read your Bible and, you know, just, it'll come out of you. It's a blessing. It really is the Holy Spirit. It's a blessing. So thank you. All right, bear with me for a minute. Sorry if I'm really loud. So I've kind of had this poll ever since you got up here to, you know, say that we were sharing, and I've learned to follow this poll. Um, I don't really know where I'm going, but I've kind of been working with the youth probably since I was 18. I think I started working with Mary and Jay right after I graduated high school. And I continued working with the little kids, and, but the whole time I was with the little kids, that's when Ashley and Tim showed up, and they started the high school. And I had this poll to go work with the high school. So I asked him, I asked Ashley to join them, and I've been praying over the years to make sure that I was in the right spot, if that was what I was really supposed to do, and to show a sign somewhere. Over about this past year, I want to say I've seen more progress in this youth group than I have ever before. 
you know, my, the youth group I went with, there's probably one person and it's Sarah and maybe Keyshawn. That's my youth group. That whole youth group that I had of 20 people, they're gone. I see promise in these kids. We have one girl, I was talking to Sarah, there's a girl that got the flu and she's so upset that she can't be here today. And we have a event on Wednesday and she was so upset because she thought she wasn't gonna be here, but she can, so praise God for that one. And we have a bunch of kids that come out to these events and it's fantastic because we've never had that and the number just keeps growing. So it kind of shows me that we're doing the right thing and I'm in the right spot because there's progress being made. Um, so <clears throat> this year has been a kind of like a remodel for me. Um, I got proposed with a, a new job in the military that kind of took me down a path that it's kind of been dark <clears throat> for me. Um, it's made me kind of my compass kind of go out of whack. But I, I want to take a minute and not only apologize, but also say I'm forever grateful to my wife. Because there have been, there have been some really, really, really dark places that I've gone ever since I had to uh, kinda step back from the intern position that whenever you start getting close to God, the devil gets a heck of a lot closer. And, you know, being a new Christian, I you know, I succumbed to that. You know, I allowed, I allowed the devil to take me to a lot of places that I never thought in a million years I'd go. I broke off a lot of good friendships um, because I was ashamed, I was embarrassed, that I was so close to God that I just allowed myself to fall back and, um, my compass not only went to Africa and did some amazing things, but the place that she is making strides is in my home. Because it says in the Bible that the husband is supposed to be the headship of the household. Well, men, whenever you're weak, step down and allow your wife to lead the family. And whenever you're on your knees and you're ashamed and you see your wife leading your family in God, you know you're really, really, truly blessed. Um, because my children love God more than sometimes I even think I love God. And that's a hard pill to swallow, but whenever you have to face the mirror and you have to be honest, it makes you really honestly, really, really... Uh, reevaluate where you're at and sometimes I wish I had a story kind of like Ben where I'm sitting there laying on a table with having open heart surgery sitting there going you know what maybe this is what needs to happen but unfortunately I'm a glutton for punishment and I like being down in the dirt and learning things the hard way because it sticks but with that being said um, I just Men, if you have a woman of God, tell her that you're grateful for that. So I'm forever grateful. Thank you.
You still nervous? Still anxious? I, did, I didn't finish what I was starting to say about feeling anxious about doing this. As soon as I felt anxious, God said to me, well, you know what God says to me, right? Yeah, that's it. Really? You don't trust me, Dennis, with this? Really? You think anything's gonna bad, bad's going to happen in my house on my watch? I don't think so. God, God is good all the time. Anybody else? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Shirley. So um, we've been studying in the ladies' Bible study about the armor of God, and that's in Ephesians. And one of the, um, and with the songs that we had today, and one of the things that I've been reading about this week, um, I'm really been impressed with the belt of truth that we have to put on ourselves and how easy it is for Satan to put lies in our to work in the in the um, in the weaknesses that we have in ourselves to bring lies to to the front and I'm gonna say that to you too mister Um, don't believe the lies because you're blameless as the song said, in Christ, he has taken all of your sin from way back to the front. And the truth will set you free. That is the truth of God. And that's what I wanted. A hundred billion failures disappear. Are you here? Yeah. You're not going to get to preach today. Sorry. Um, I just want to, I've been sitting here fighting it and Shirley made me do it. Um, we've, like Shirley said, we've been studying the armor of God in Sunday mornings. And if you've been a part of this, um, I know you've been blessed because it's been blessing all of us. It's been amazing. And I'm going to be honest, I did not want to do this Bible study. When the ladies presented it, I'm like, oh man, seriously, another Bible study about things I have to do. More ways for me to fail. You know, you got to put on that belt of truth. You got to put on that shield. You got to put on that helmet. You got to do, you know, more stuff for me to do where I just don't measure up. But man, she has been presenting this in such a way that has, it's been eye-opening for me because that belt of truth is not a burden that I have to bear. It's what bears the burden for me. You know, I put on that belt of truth and and those Bible verses that say that I am righteous, not because of anything I've done. I'm righteous because of what he's done, what we're celebrating here today. That's where my righteousness comes from. And when I put on that belt of truth and I remember this is the truth that I stand on. And that belt is what bears the burden of the shield. I can't hold that shield of faith on my own. But when I hinge it on that belt that I'm wearing, I'm telling you, the burden. And one thing that she talked about that that just blew me away was she talks about 
when, when we accept Christ into our heart and he comes in and he takes away all of our unrighteousness and he doesn't leave us as this empty vessel and he doesn't say to us, okay, now go be righteous. Go do righteous things. Go fill up your vessel with your own righteousness. He doesn't do that. He comes in and he fills us with his righteousness, takes all the burden off of us, takes it away. What I want to leave you with is lyrics from a very old song that says, I hear the accuser roar, the ills that I have done. I know them well, and a thousand more, but Jehovah finds none. Anybody? This is what we've been doing. First, I want to ask you a question. Have you felt safe here this morning? And if you're sitting out there and you're thinking, you know what, I might, have, I might have been able to say something. I hope that you have felt this is a safe place. I want to thank you, my brothers and sisters, for blessing me this morning. Amen. This is what we've been doing. I'm going to Bible you. This is from Paul's letter to the church in Colossae, Colossians chapter 3 and verse 16. Let the word of Christ richly dwell within you and with all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with thankfulness in your hearts to God. We're just uh, in a moment going to come forward to receive the bread and the cup uh, uh, what we call communion or the Lord's Supper. Earlier, we watched a sister um, make a public profession of faith by being baptized. That reminds us we've become part of a family. And when we come to the table, it's a family reunion. It's a holiday feast. And we're going to come to the table and remember we're part of a family. So we're going to invite you to come and uh, receive the bread. Take the bread and eat it right away. Take the cup back with you to your seat. Uh, the worship team is going to be playing some music. And uh, when everyone has been served, uh, we'll all uh, drink from the cup together. If you're not comfortable making your way to the front, but you still want to participate, we'll have someone with a tray of bread and juice come to you. Just raise your hand when they come near so that they'll know that uh, you're looking for them, okay? Uh, I am thankful for the opportunity to hear you speak about what God is doing in pressing in on you and inviting you to come farther up and further in with him. I deliver to you that which I have also received, that the Lord Jesus, on that night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he gave it to them, saying, This bread is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. And in the same manner also, when the supper was ended, he took the cup. 
And again, giving thanks, he blessed it and gave it to them, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood shed for many for the forgiveness of sin. And then he gave them this word of hope. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death and resurrection until he comes. There's a promise in this feast. He is coming again. And one day we'll break bread with him in his presence and uh, he will give to us that cup of rejoicing. Let's pray together. We thank you, our Heavenly Father, for this time that we've spent encouraging one another, being encouraged. Thank you, God, that we can trust you, even with the anxiety of letting this planned worship service run out of control. It was never out of your control, not once. Thank you for that. Thank you for the body ministering to itself, ministering to one another, loving and caring for one another. Thank you for those who spoke this morning and those who listened and those who shared struggles and, and even moments of weakness and failure. And thank you, Father, for the way that they were encouraged by brothers and sisters who are saying, uh, don't worry You haven't embarrassed yourself in front of us. We are your family. We love you. We accept you because Christ has accepted you. You are accepted in the beloved. Thank you for this bread that reminds us of your broken body. Thank you for this cup that speaks to us of the price paid for our redemption, the precious blood of Christ. May you be honored as we share together in this sacred moment. In Jesus' name, amen. I'll invite you to come forward and receive the bread and the cup together.
guilty vile and helpless me spotless lamb of God was he full atonement can it be To the king. Thank you. Please be seated. You talk about anxiety having a worship service open like this, and I had a 45 minute message. No, 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 I, that, that nice try. You will hear it. I'm going to save it. Um, I thought of a number of things I needed to say since we have just about four minutes. And I'm going to let us go, really. And uh, we kind of planned it this way. We knew that this might happen. And I want to tell you, this is one of the most fun 
Is that a good word? That's a spiritual word, fun. Communion services, you know what I loved about it was it was all real stuff, the spirit working in our lives, not yay, I didn't get a flat tire yesterday. And yay, I didn't get a flat tire yesterday, but where the spirit's been working, that's ministering grace to each other. You know that? It's really fun. So good job. Um, I had thought of a number of things that might need explanation, and then I'll, I'll uh, dismiss us with the blessing of God. Um, one, uh, our sister here mentioned, who was it mentioned? Um, it was you, right? Yeah, Elliot. For those of you who don't know, Jim Elliot and four other brothers were martyred for trying to share the gospel. And that's significant. If you didn't know the story, you'd want to know that. And so, good job. This last week, we had a candlelight service that was second to none. I got to tell you, I, I appreciate my staff. They did a phenomenal, everybody had contributed, way to go. It was awesome. It really was. And uh, got a lot of feedback and response that people were emotionally impacted. And uh, let's keep up the good work. Man, that was, it was just a great job. I was so pleased. Um, I wanted to, I didn't know we were going to go so long, but I had the light. We have to enjoy the lights one more week, right? I mean, it's New Year's, and then everything goes back to bleh. <laughs> but it's the last day of Hanukkah. Did you know that? It's the last day, so every one of them are lit, and uh, I'll enjoy that. I didn't want to have them lit through the whole service because they burned so quickly. They would have, you know, probably had some excitement. Who knows? I also miss Haley today because I wore her socks with Ralphie, very important. Just, I just want you to know I'm trying to upgrade my wardrobe and look like I have a little bit of class, you know. Uh, can't succeed at that too well. Thank you for your Christmas greetings to us as a staff. I want to just thank the church. You guys are awesome. And um, also wish you a happy new year. Obviously, I can't write and we can't write cards to everybody. Uh, so you just have to forgive us and get over it. But anyway... Happy New Year to you. So glad uh, to be part of God's family. And seeing the Spirit at work here has just been such a blessing. And I, I wanted to add one more thing about team. It was actually going to be part of my sermon, but I can't possibly get through it today. Maybe two or three of you know that the title, Tell Graham to See, you may know where that comes from. Look how quiet it is in the room. I want to go on record, Brother Derek that it's a quote from a movie made in 2002. Whoa. Not in the 80s. Telegram the sea. But I'll unpack it next week. Do you want me to unpack it? Yeah, I'll unpack it next week. That'll be good. But I also want to thank uh, Tim, our pastor Tim for putting together this little visual because I know no other church in America has come up with the brilliant name of the next few weeks series that I have. A 2020 vision. Is that amazing? Oh, sometimes I amaze myself. And as Princess Leia said to Han Solo, that shouldn't be hard. I'm sure other people are using the same thing, right? But 2020 vision, we need a 2020 vision for the new year. And so that little image there kind of works, right? We need our eyes adjusted, focused, and so we'll unpack some of that next week and uh, have fun with it. 
Carol, God bless you for taking the step of obedience. I'm going to ask her at the end to come up. Come up and congratulate Carol, and uh, she'll be welcomed into the fellowship in the weeks ahead here. We'll be having an induction, I believe, next Sunday if everybody can make it, so it should be fun. And I think I've covered just about everything I wanted to say. Can you imagine? May God give us a 2020 vision, right? I'm going to, oh, there is one last thing I want to say. Ryan, my miracle worker, if you would find the picture of the staff that was in there in my, uh, in my sermon notes. I was going to pop this up as something that I'm thankful for because some of you know my background. Um, I pastored a large church up north, had seven or eight pastoral staff on duty and uh, saw a lot of great things happen. Here's our pastors and our elders, and I have them up there as a representation of all the leadership in our church, because our FNF, our deaconesses, deacons, are doing a great job. They really are. And uh, we can always do more, but we're doing such, they're doing, everyone's doing their part, and it's just been fun to watch, and it's been a joy to me. And the reason I put that up is just as a representation of them as servants in our fellowship, as an evidence of some health in our church over this last year. I wanted to talk about looking back, and we will a little bit. We can do it next week, right? Even though it's the new year, you'll let me? Okay. But just a good thing. And I have to go on record. I had a larger staff, uh, very, some very talented people. I have had more sense of alignment and support with the staff and team we have here than I even had there. It's been a blessing. It really is. So way to go, Harmony. Praise the Lord. Let's stand together and uh, pray as we close and go into our new year. Lord willing, full of the Spirit and safely and wisely in the days ahead. And uh, as we pray, let's close our eyes. We think of, Lord, the instruction that was given to your people, to Aaron and his sons, the priests. You said to Moses, tell Aaron and his sons, thus you shall bless the sons of Israel. And we want to bless your sons and daughters today. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace. And then you added king in heaven. So shall they invoke my name on the sons of Israel, and I then will bless them. Bless us, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we pray, and all of God's people said, Amen, amen and amen. God bless you. Happy New Year.